Hello, and welcome to another episode of Crouching Tiger Hidden Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dave, and as always, joined by Vader. Uh, how's it going, Vader? Yeah, we're all right. A little bit tired today, but I'm hanging in there. It's nearly the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, it is. It snuck up on us. <laughs> it's already going to be 2018. Yep. So it's been a very busy few weeks down here. We're getting ready for Christmas. And yeah. Going to have a few weeks off, so that's good. Yeah, that sounds good. I know it's uh, I work <clears throat> I work retail right now, so it's, it's been really every day is like a Saturday. It's just a nightmare, but it's almost over. Do you get any benefit of that? Like, is there any commissions for higher sales or no? no I just get tired. <laughs> I get tired from crazy days. Do, do more work, less pay. Well, same pay. Well, the same pay, but more work. Yeah. So it feels oh. like it, I guess. Well, anyway, it, no. it goes quicker. <laughs> yeah, the days go by a little faster. <laughs> but yeah. But otherwise, you know, everything's going okay, I guess. The weather is sort. It's not really even cooperating. It's like warm, then it's cold, then it's warm. So I'd, I wish it would make up its mind. I'd rather be you know a little warmer than freezing. But yeah, it's been. Uh, I don't know, I guess it's been around like 8 degrees, and then it'll jump up, and then go back down, it just, I don't know, it's not, uh, it's annoying, because I have to keep like two different jackets in my car, <laughs> one of them's like a windbreaker, and yeah. the other one's like a, a heavy one, because it'll just be freezing all of a sudden. Yeah, when you can't predict it, and yeah, you have to keep adjusting your wardrobes, that is a pain. Yeah. Well, and I, um, at work... I have to put a lot of um, product into people's cars, and it's usually like heavy weight benches or basketball hoops, or people will buy like five bicycles, and um, I have to go outside, so <laughs> I have to try to put on like layered stuff because I can't wear a jacket. I have to have my just work. It's like a polo, and I'll go outside. It's freezing and it's like nine o'clock at night and the wind chills up and you try to put stuff in people's cars and they'll they'll bring some like they'll be driving like a honda civic and want like two weight benches it's like guys that's not gonna fit in your car like ever <laughs> so what, what are you doing or they'll open their trunk and it's full of like presents or something it's like what presents what? already yeah, yeah what, what guys i can't put a basketball hoop in the back of your car when you've left your other purchases in there. Like, so, anyway, it's definitely it's definitely not Kung Fu related other than, I guess, like, iron shirt training or something from keep hitting myself with things. Or I hit myself in the head <laughs> with a bike once trying to put it on a, um, up on the rack that we have. So, yeah, I guess I'm getting yeah, in some kind of idea. Uh, training montage from work. <laughs> Yeah, all that. Yeah, exactly. It's a good training montage. Mm -hmm. All that lifting of goods is strengthening your core. That's right. I'm gonna be swole. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, what are we? What are we covering today? We are well. Hey, speaking of sports related, um, Shaolin Soccer by Stephen Chow. Um, this yep. one came Stephen out Chow in month. when uh, 2001, so a few years before Kung Fu Hustle, which we covered last time. Yes. So it's going back, not, not just kind of mid-range for us. We tend to go way further back. 
for the yeah. Apple very recent. Uh, so what, sixteen years ago? Yeah, although yeah, it's, <laughs> it's getting even further away as every episode we do. Soon it'll be an extra yep. year further back. <laughs> that is true. Um, well, did you see this on release, or is this a new watch? A recent watch for you? No, I saw this when it came out, um, and I didn't. I don't think it. It may have gone to the theater, but I, I definitely saw it when we got it in um, at the the video store that I worked at, and for sure, uh, <laughs> this is a movie that I remember liking. A lot, and that may or may not have been the case when I rewatched it this week for the show. <laughs> you, you're keeping that hidden for now, are you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keeping us on our toes. That's right. Yeah, I actually don't. I don't think I saw it originally. I think I saw it more of as a spoof, and I was enjoying my kung fu movies at the time, and so I saw it as more of a spoof, and didn't maybe I didn't like the look of it externally. Uh, so I don't, I think this might have been the first time I saw it was this week. Hmm. Okay. Or last week, whenever I watched it. Well, good, then it's more fresh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a recent watch for me. I think I may have seen, it was definitely going around like before memes were a thing, like clips of this were definitely floating around the interwebs. Yeah. Like, I remember, yeah. I remember seeing parts of it. Yeah, I think a few bits and pieces. This came out before um, Tung Pao um, entered the entered the fist. I think that's what it's called. Um, and that movie definitely became like it was a meme tastic <laughs> as as the years went on. Um, this one is that the, is that the one that is that the one where like a comedian bought the rights to the film yes. and re-edited it's it like, and cut um, into it. Goose Step Boxer or something. I don't remember which movie he specifically they licensed. But uh, yeah, it, it's footage from the film and he just edited himself into it and made it a more of a comedy than it originally was. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen that either. Oh yeah, that, <laughs> that's worth a watch. That holds up. I, I, want, I try to view that every few years. I'm probably overdue, so maybe for the show or something down the line. I actually got, uh, I told a friend about how we, we chat about Kung Fu on this podcast mm -hmm. and he said, have you, have you covered Kung Pao? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no. So maybe we'll have to, a comedic corner. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe we do some serious fil uh, films and we'll come back to something spoofy like that. Yeah. I think that's probably going to be the order of the day. I, uh, I love Stephen Chow, but man, this, <laughs> this I think wore me thin <laughs> just watching this back to back <laughs> after Kung Fu Hustle fair enough fair enough um, I guess we should do our usual and talk about the cast and crew well yeah. it's not really crew the director yeah, no crew in this case his <laughs> cast, <so. laughs> yeah the director is the cast as is his uh, want so as we as we said this is Stephen Chow um, he again portrays the the lead actor or not sorry, the lead character. And um, I'll have to look at his other filmography because he picks um, Sing uh, again as his own character's name, which it feels like kind of how Jackie Chan is 90% of the time is Jackie in his own movies. Um, yep. Stephen Chow goes by Sing, which 
may or may not. I'm such a Stephen Chow fan. I don't know what his actual name is. <laughs> Could be Singh. Um, so he plays Mighty Steel Leg Singh in this one. Yeah. And his uh, filmography is huge, and we've sort of covered it like three times now. <laughs> so I'll probably just let it go. Do it again. <laughs> one more time? Yeah, let it go. Yeah, I'm going to let it go. Okay. Nah. <laughs> no, are we, are we? What are we doing? I mean, it'll get all uh, up. I can confirm Sing Chi is his real is, is his name. It's down as under the film director Stephen Chow as Stephen Chow Sing Chi. Oh, there we go. So Sing is his name. <laughs> <laughs> you were correct. Yeah. Although looking at his right. um character filmography, he's only sing seldomly. Okay, so it's not like super it's, common. No, it's not super common. In fact, I think it's the only two or three times. You know, it may be in... Yeah, it may be ones that he's directing that he plays himself. Or, you know, his alter ego. Does he write them himself as well? Um, A couple of them. Yeah. He's... Well, we have it right here. So, he wrote The God of Cookery, King of Comedy, Kung Fu Hustle... Um, CJ7, which is more of a alien one, um, Journey to the West, and Demon Strike Back, Journey to the West, and The Mermaid. So he has a, he's a pretty good, uh, he's written 12 films and directed 10, so I know he didn't direct The Mermaid, and one of the other ones he didn't direct... Might have been um, Forbidden City Cop in 96. Which I'll click on. And... Nope. He did, in fact, direct that. <laughs> so I'm wrong. <laughs> okay. Oh, well. But yeah. it's pretty good, though. That he's writing so many. And, yeah. He's writing ones he's not even directing in. Yeah. Good job, Stephen. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who... Um... Our next lead, he's going to read the whole movie, isn't he? Uh, Man Tat, how do you say NG? Ning? Uh, Ng? That's a Ng. tough one, I think. It's because it's like some of the Vietnamese names where, um, like you'll see, uh, it's Wen, but it's spelled like Nguyen, but it's just Wen. So this is like Ng. So it's so Ng-Man-Tat. Well, Mentat is his, like, a given name. I didn't put these yeah. in, um, the IMDB was lax in making sure that people's first names and last names are ordered in one specific way. Well, yeah, it gets confusing because they go last name, then first name, don't they, generally in China? Mm, yeah, so if there's a hyphen in it, that's their first name. Huh? And their family name is without the hyphen. Good to know. And then if they have like a an English stage name or just like a, a international name they go by, that's always um, first and then last name. So Stephen Chow, yeah, Cecilia Chung, like that. 
you know, Jackie Chan. It's it's the, it's westernized. Mm-hmm. There you go. That that wraps up Vader learns something new corner. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, but yeah, uh, Mattat, Mantat, I'm not, I, I failed again. Anyway, he's Golden Leg Fung, and yes. he's kind of our sub main character, isn't he? Uh, yeah, coach. he's he's the first character we're introduced to, and it's um, his younger uh, self as a sort of golden boy of soccer, like the the hero that everyone's rooting for and um who the star striker yeah who fails at uh the winning goal of a game and is um summarily like ganged upon by the crowd um for his failure and his his leg is broken in the in the ensuing scuffle yeah it's just this movie's much like kung fu hustle very comedic and silly and over the top, but covers some pretty dark stuff. Like he brutally gets his knee shattered by angry fans. Yeah, yeah. There's a few moments of that where it's the the violence is. I don't know. It doesn't really jive with the the tone of like the rest of the thing. That's the same thing with Kung Fu Hustle, where it starts off like really dark, and then all of a sudden it's haha. It's like Looney Tunes. Well, this. This is like that, but um, I think Stephen Chow, he perfected what he was doing when he got around to Kung Fu Hustle. This is sort of like the prototype to that, and it it fails on, on some counts, I think. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess it's the same premise. It starts in a darker tone, but you know, mm-hmm. it kind of gets goofy pretty quick. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's just the opening sequence where he's young, but then he moves on to being um, obviously crippled from his leg being shattered, and so he plays a crippled, failed soccer player, um, Golden Leg, and he but he still has his tattoo on his big round belly. <laughs> yeah, and it says Golden Leg on his belly. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's yeah he wants to be a coach, but he's being oppressed by the villain of the film. Yeah, um, I only grabbed his select filmography because he has 158 credits to his name. <laughs> Holy moly! Yeah, he's he's been around the the scene for a while. Uh, let's see, he was no, he was probably an adult. He so he started in 1975. Um, the majority of his oh, yeah. filmography, uh, they. They weren't released in the West, so I I have neither translations nor like film summaries, so I can't even guess as to what type of film he was generally doing. And I don't think it was kung fu, uh, no, dramas and romance, maybe TV yeah. series, um, some cop dramas. He is the, the first film that I had seen that he was in um, is 1986. It's a Legacy of Rage, which uh, starred Brandon Lee. Uh, Bruce Lee's son? Yep. And then um, he's in A Better Tomorrow 2, not Kung Fu, but Awesome, um, 1987. Uh, Tiger Cage, which I haven't seen, but it, the little pictures definitely kung fu movie so 1988 um then not not a whole lot um 
he's with Jackie Chan in 1989's Miracles. So, Mr. Canton and Lady Rose. Um, not too much after that. And then he starts his work uh, with Stephen Chow in 1991. Uh, he's in The Royal Scoundrel that uh, Stephen Chow's um, the main character in. Uh, again, in 91, he is in... Stephen Chow's take on the Fist of Fury, so it's literally entitled Fist of Fury 1991. Um, ah, I don't know. There another one. <laughs> yeah, there's everyone. Everyone does a Fist we of Fury. We have covered that. Yeah, that's what you have to do. Uh, then he's in Fight Back to School one and two. The um, Mad yeah, Monk. The Mad Monk. Um, Justice, my foot. Another uh, Stephen Chow vehicle <laughs> um, in 92. Royal Tramp, another Stephen Chow. Um, King of Beggars, I think that's another Stephen Chow film. Now, I see one on the list, Kung Fu Dunk. Is that Shaolin Soccer but with basketball? Yes, it is. And it was, <laughs> oh, no. it was not very good. <laughs> How does it compare to that that one with the dog plays basketball? Uh, Airbud movie. Uh, it's better than Airbud. Yeah, that's it. Unless you like dogs, no, and then Airbud is better. <laughs> so you can take your pick. Um, he's again with Stephen Chow in The God of Cookery in '96. Um, then not not too much after um, Shaolin Soccer. So he takes a few years hiatus. Um, is in Kung Fu Dunk in 2008. Uh, and then just dramas. Um, after that, there's something called Dealer Healer he did this year. Uh, that one is a crime drama. So probably no Kung Fu yeah. in that one. Yep. Yeah. yeah, he didn't do any Kung Fu in this. That's for sure. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, next... he definitely just no, had a... Definitely didn't. Didn't do anything really. He just smoked. No, was he smoking? I don't think he was. It was. No, I it don't was the, the other guy was smoking. The, coach. Um, yeah. Oh he yeah. The, told them to um, iron head. Yeah, iron head was smoking. Those parts were fun. He just had a cigarette like dangling in his mouth constantly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Next up, we have Wei Zhao. Yes. And, you, uh, um, who's this? Mui, the uh, Tai Chi baker of <clears throat> dumplings. And oh, she, sorry. Okay. Love interest of uh, Mighty Steel Leg Sing. Yeah, she was a weird character. She was a little weird. Everyone was a little weird in this movie, to be fair. Uh, her filmography is pretty, yeah, it's pretty solid, actually. She seems like she wasn't just chosen to be the pretty lady like the other movies we've covered it's just always the pretty lady that does the one film yeah no she has she has a pretty good role she uh, she's in the duel uh, which we've talked about before um, in 2000 she's in warriors of heaven and earth uh so her roles are really more period piece dramas um red cliff one and two uh the Wuxia creature feature, uh, painted skin, and then painted skin resurrection. So that's two thousand eight, and then two thousand twelve. She is the lead in the live action Mulan. So she plays um, Mulan 
in 2009. And then she's in oh, 14 cool. Blades with Donnie Yen in 2010. So she has Hold a pretty good are they doing of Are they doing Mulan again? Mm, yeah, I think in an American <laughs> release. This is the. Disney's the, doing it. Yeah, this is the Chinese, Chinese version. version. I'm imagining probably oh. the more accurate one. <laughs> what you mean Disney isn't historically correct? Mm-mm. <laughs> nope. I thought the little mermaid was a real story. Um, <laughs> okay. The Lion King definitely happened. You can't pull my the wool over my eyes. That definitely happened. The Lion King. Um. Yeah, it happened when it was a <laughs> Japanese animation <laughs> called Kimba. <laughs> <laughs> um, next up, Yin. Oh, can't, how Yin do you say Se. TZD? So, okay, there you go. Probably. I'm still Team waiting for Evil someone to come and like yell at me for my bad Chinese pronunciation. <laughs> All right, it's better than me. But he's the evil coach, he's and he was coach also from... a teammate. Mm, no, he was the. I think he was the guy from the opposing team. Oh, was he? I think so. When we talk about the opposing team, is that's at the the intro scene where Golden League, the coach, um, is doing a free kick or penalty goal yeah. kick and misses, and the coach, the, the evil, the the bad guy, the villain, he. Yeah, he must be on the other team. I don't know. I, it was all black and white, so it's kind of hard to tell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he, he laughed about it and thought it was quite funny that he he, he lost. And then it it was kind of a cool shot. How it? Yeah, um, I was going to say, that was probably one of the best scenes in the movie when he's walking away. He's walking away laughing and it fades and it cuts from being older. Now he's the coach of a soccer team and he's evil and is enslaved Golden League basically as a janitor with the promise they'd make him a coach eventually but never has was it 30 years later? Yeah I think it's like 30 years Yeah he aged pretty darn quick Yeah (laughs) well he's (laughs) they all did I think Uh, but yeah he's but we find out later in the film spoilers that he he actually paid Golden League to miss yeah, to take a, take a fall, and then also, um, incidentally, paid the mob to break his leg. So it was like a double, uh, doubly messed up um, yeah. scenario. And then this I'm is just another looking at that scene now, and like the teams called Team Evil up on the scoreboard, and the fixes is <laughs> <laughs> the name of the, like one of the t- fixes. 1983 that was that was played that game <laughs> mm-hmm. so what else has Do- um, coach evil done well um he also has 157 <laughs> film credits to his holy name holy crap uh n- 99% of which uh i don't know what they are <laughs> they're just in chinese um i grabbed like he looks like an evil three. Jackie Chan yeah kind of and he's been doing this since his um, first role. It's a long time ago. Where did it go? 1952 was his first acting role. Oh. So he's not yeah. a young man. 
So how did he age 50 years <laughs> in a 20-year period? That's hilarious. Um, makes no sense. Yeah. So he's in The Blade Spares None in 1971, which is one of the first I could find that I could <laughs> read the title. Um, Death Comes in Three in 1973. Mahjong Heroes in 1981. Uh, Flaming Brothers, which sounds cool, um, in 1987. And then he does that kind of, it's not quite retirement, but basically three films between 1990 and then 2001 when he reappears in Shaolin Soccer. Um, after that... We've come across that a lot, though. Yeah, yeah, it's what... Like um, a lot of our actors... They make like a resurgence. Um, did Hon- yeah, they do. It seems like Hong Kong summer seemed to just die during the 90s or something. Mm, it's like a downturn. I think they shifted in what they were covering. Mm. And like, there's yeah. a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of like heroic bloodshed and, and movies like that. Well, you got to remember in um, 1997, we get Hong Kong is returned um, to China uh, from being a um, British territory. Uh, yep. So I think that economically that had something to do with it. Um, that's my best guess. Interesting. Yeah, just because we've covered that point a few times mm. with our actors where they've just suddenly stopped late 80s, early 90s, and then they pick back up in the early 2000s. Yeah. So be curious to know if there is a kind of a reason for it or funding was reduced or I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I'll uh, I'll dig around and see if I can find any essays or anything that point to that because we've we've noticed it and then just never really you know dug into the whys of it and that mm. uh, it might be kind of interesting to take a look at. Um, that aside, he is in Tai Chi Hero in, in 2012 and that was his last film. Um, so I don't know if. Well, it doesn't have his death date, so he's still alive. But yeah, he was born in 1936. He's not a young man, like, at all. <laughs> yeah, 81. Yeah. Probably that's, that's a long, good, good long career, though, he's had. Oh, yeah. Oh, 157 movies, for sure. Yeah. And let's see. Who do we have next? Um, Hugh Lee. Hugh Lee, probably. Banana Peel Girl. <laughs> She's the Banana Peel Girl. So this is our actress that's in like three movies. Yeah, she's the pretty girl, the extremely pretty girl. And it is in, what, two scenes for like 30 um, seconds tops? Yes, she's in the beginning she's and the end well. of the film. And then her next movie after this is Kung Fu Fighter. I think there was one more on the filmography, but it wasn't a Kung Fu movie. It's a drama, I think. She's probably a model. I would not be surprised, because that tends to be mm-hmm. <laughs> what they do. And Cecilia Cecilia Chung. Chung. Sure. I try. I try. Yeah. I should stop. Uh, <laughs> what, Team Mustache? What? She is one of the two leads from Team Mustache the girls with the mustaches and the beards oh that's right (laughs) 
<laughs> I forgot about the two. <laughs> Did you forget about him? It was like a, a notable departure from the other appearance of the teams. Yeah, that was weird. Because they were quite good, though, weren't they? Yeah. Um. So she's had a pretty good, pretty good run. Uh, one of her first kung fu movies was the remake of Zoo Warriors um, in two thousand one. Then she's in The White Dragon, 2004, The Promise, 2005, My Kung Fu Sweetheart in 2006, and then Legendary Amazons in 2011. And then some other stuff afterwards, but just dramas, dramas and comedies. There seems to be her bread and butter. Yeah, that was a funny moment in the film. It was just, yeah, ladies with mustaches. Yeah, they had, like, dreadlocks and a little beard and a curly mustache. That's right. <laughs> That's a weird film. Uh, <laughs> yeah, to say the least. Continuing on with the team mustache, we have Karen Mock. Yes. Mock. 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 Black Mask. Mm-hmm. With Jet Li in 1996. Oh, look. Oh, God. The God of Cookery. <laughs> More Stephen Chow in 96. Uh, so Close, 2002. Have you seen these? I have. I've seen So Close. That was really good. Uh, it's a... Hmm, it's kind of like the heroic trio. So it's a sort of a crime... Uh, crime caper movie, but there's definitely kung fu going on in there. Um, which is in Vampire Effect, aka um, Twin Twins Effect, two thousand three, and that's the one with the cameo from Jackie Chan. I think he's like an ambulance okay. driver or something. Speaking about cameos, I just saw Star Wars and James Corden's in it. <laughs> it's like was split second. Yeah, there were a lot of uh, a lot of people that just popped up. Just for a, like the, the camera would just kind of pan across them. Yeah. Let's yeah. see. What else is she in? Oh, yeah. Man of Tai Chi in 2013 with John Wick. I mean, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> huh? He directed that one. Man oh, of Tai Chi. Yeah, it was good. Had some good, crazy fights in it. And then she's in A Chinese Odyssey Part 3, which uh, 2016, I believe. I just didn't put the year in there. And actually, it actually looks really cool. I like those uh, sort of uh, wuxia period pieces. And I don't think I've heard of that one, so I'll have, to, I'll have to look up Part 1 and 2 and then 3, if I can find them somewhere. Amazon's been doing a pretty good job of putting a lot of kung fu movies on Amazon Prime. Even Netflix is getting a bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, what Netflix is doing is putting a billion like Korean dramas, and I've been stuck watching a lot of those now. Yeah, they've actually been really good. Netflix has been really good with uh, Japanese shows as well. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, there's been that... Um, the, what did they do? Was it, is it the Jiro Dreams of Sushi? I think they put that on there. And then there's that... Uh, the, oh, I forgot to watch the rest of it. It's the one where the guy... 
goes around and he's retired and he just wants to eat at restaurants and then he has his go, samurai, go samurai. Yeah, that one that's my favorite show ever it is just a feel good awesome show i love that show I think we did as I know I watched at least two episodes and then just, I don't know. It got lost in the queue of stuff I was supposed to watch. Um, Never. And then there's I just, another when one. I, put that that show on, I just start smiling. It makes me hungry when I watch that show. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I've just started watching one from Japan erased, which apparently is an uh, anime as well. Yes. I saw the, um, the anime, uh, I don't think I watched the whole thing. Well, I, d- I haven't heard I haven't heard the anime, but the live action is very good. The acting's uh, pretty good. Um, the premise is a guy cat uh, he when something bad happens around him, he like rubber bands back in time a few minutes, and it, it gives him a chance to stop. And in his own words, he says he turns a negative into a neutral. Uh, he he doesn't usually make a big deal out of it and never never seen as a hero. He does it anonymously or or tries and does it so no one even knows anything bad could have happened. Um, but then it it gets a bit more serious and he gets thrown back um, in time to when he was eleven years old to solve kidnappings and murders. So it's yeah, erased. Yeah, it's very. Yeah, it is the um the animated version. I probably why I stopped watching it because like halfway through it just gets really dark, and I just don't think I was in the headspace to is, watch like a depressing show at the time. It is very dark and very suspenseful. Uh, I was just so surprised. The first episode just seemed like your normal anime trope, even in the live action. But then it kind of turns, and yeah, it's a lot more dramatic than than an, an anime normally would be. And the, the little boy that plays the the live action kid, he does. He's a really good actor. He does a really good job. I really like him. Um, yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to check it out. There was another one. Um, yeah, it is. What's it called? It's another Sweet Tooth or something. Sweet. Yeah, it's like Japanese dude's name, Sweet Tooth Adventures or something. <laughs> I don't know. I, I watched the first episode, and yeah, it's it's basically a guy who's a, I think he's a programmer by training. And he quits his job to take a sales job so he can travel around the city doing sales work and then visit all the sweet shops in Tokyo because he loves his sweets. Um, and these, when he says sweets, it's more referring to like puddings and dessert, Japanese desserts. Um, yeah, it looked like confectionaries and stuff. So I, I think I stayed away from that because I didn't want to be hungry for a bunch of candy. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's it is more dessert stuff as well. Yeah, like it looked like you is... know expensive, uh, fancy food, fancy candies. Yeah. the Japanese love that stuff. Like it's mm-hmm. everywhere. They get like desserts. And so it had, it, the first one he orders, I can't remember the name of it, but it's like has like jellies and has like the sweet bean paste and mm. uh, fruit and, and yeah, it's just a little dessert dish. Um, it gets a bit weird though. Like he's imagining he's ordered this food and he starts imagining eating it and he starts making like sexy face. <laughs> um, and the O face while imagining this dessert. Uh, so it gets a little odd. And then it, then it cuts to him imagining the syrup being poured on him. And again, he looks a little orgasmic for having syrup poured all over him. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I think maybe it's I a little strange. It's one. very strange. Yeah, yeah, it's not as good. Uh, there's another fun one, which is like uh, 
It's based on a father and son like bonding over Final Fantasy fourteen online. Mm, oh, f- uh, father of light. <laughs> yes, that's yeah, it. that one's really good. That's what that that's a nice like feel good show for the most part. Yeah, I, I'm tempted to watch it, but I'm just I'm not. I don't play Final Fantasy fourteen, so I was like, mm. oh, maybe I should. If I played fourteen, I'd be more into it. But yeah, anyway, Netflix is getting better with the Asian film library is what we're getting at yeah there's plenty on there so if you need recommendations hit us up we've seen a few of them yep uh back to our cast i think we're on to kaiman tin yep iron shirt tin so we have he he was in um, kung fu hustle is he the one that makes the soccer ball sticks to his stomach yeah I don't know how that makes sense. I know there's like a thing where like using like the rice bowl, you can stick, like hold the rice bowl in your stomach by using your abs. And there was a guy who got the Guinness World Record for being suspended from a rice bowl from a helicopter for the longest. Yeah, I think I heard about that one. But I don't see how you can make a soccer ball stick to your stomach using that same technique. <laughs> well, because that's the um, the Dantian, the chi reservoir or reservoir reservoir um of your body it's like the wellspring of chi it's uh, right there it's, so he's just he's, that's his chi is a shaolin skill still <laughs> yeah well if that's what you're complaining about and people are kicking flaming soccer balls around and <laughs> causing tornadoes then that's the least of Fair the, the least of the strange <laughs> things in this movie. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, what's what's he done? He's done Mr. Vampire as well. Yep, Mr. Vampire, God of Cookery. Oh, look, gorgeous. Uh, remember, he was the uh, um, the fake gang, like the one of the models in the boat. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, Kung Fu Mahjong. Kung Fu Fighter, which came up a lot last time, um, and then Legendary Assassin. Like, I don't even want to watch Kung Fu Fighter now, because it's built up in my head, and it's just not going to be as good as the, some good, of its yeah. parts. There's way too many people in there. I don't know. <laughs> I'll have to watch the trailer and see if it sparks any interest. Yeah. I, think that, uh, I wonder how many yeah. Kung Fu movie and then random name movies there are, are out there. I bet there's a lot. Uh, a lot. <laughs> Kung Fu something. No, well, and yeah. the yeah. hardest part is the, we're getting the translated names. A lot of times these have nothing to do uh, with what it was actually called. Just because that wouldn't translate or didn't make sense in English. Right. Yeah, that, that's fair enough. So you get simplified just to Kung Fu yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for us layman foreigners, us Westies. <laughs> uh, oh man, Yat Fei Wong? Wong Fei Hong? Did I get that name? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> Yat Fei Wong? Yeah, Iron Head. This guy's hilarious. Yeah, probably my favorite of the uh, soccer crew. The brothers. The brothers. The brothers, Shaolin. Um... He has a pretty extensive filmography as well, starting in 1977. Um, 
I think there was a couple before then, but uh, he's in the four Shaolin Challengers. Then a bunch of movies that I couldn't figure out what they were uh, until 1992. <laughs> he's in Justice My Foot with Stephen Chow. Um, oh, here's a here's a foot thing because he's later got the barefooted kid. Yeah, I don't think he picked that, but <laughs> that's just what happened. Uh, maybe his nice feet. <laughs> okay. Uh, Just right. cast for his feet. Yeah. So right before that, he's in the heroic trio um, in 1993. And that one is with um, Michelle Yeoh and more female uh, martial artists that I unfortunately don't remember their names offhand. I'm sure I'll remember them shortly. Um, that he's in the Mad Monk. In also '93, so he had a bunch of movies, likely filmed back to back, or had to look and see if it was the same studio. He was busy that year. Um, that he's in the Duel, 2000, and um, Era of Vampires in 2003. So right after uh, Shaolin Soccer, and that's also um, Vampire Hunters is the English release for some reason. Era of Vampires might maybe it's the UK um, title. Oh, okay, that's the third different vampire movie we've covered today. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of funny. Maybe we need to do a vampire kung fu film next because we haven't done one of those. Yeah, we'll actually probably out. just do vampire that movie. Era of Vampires. Oh, we'll do. Um, well, there's that. Uh, the twins effect has stuff in it too. Vampire effect. But we have to we have to summon Lost Panda for that one since she so kindly provided me with the, the DVD for that. Oh, that'd be cool. It would. We can arrange them. I'm we sure can we can. That. It's within our powers. Uh, well, good luck. I hope. May the force be with you. <laughs> um. Chung Lam. Oh, wow. You're just going to like leave off his... Probably his yeah, family. I already had enough time with that TZD before. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to bring it up. No one else would know. <laughs> oh, they'll know. Our, no, they'll know. our 20 this special is Lightweight. Yes. And he was also um, the buddy in uh, Kung Fu Hustle. Yeah, he's oh yeah, he's the 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 big, the intimidating uh, fake boss. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and lightweight. His ability is to I, I guess float like a feather. yeah. It's the qigong where you can um, jump, double jump in the air and whatnot. Sort of defy gravity, and he's certainly <laughs> doing that in this movie. Yeah, it's funny how they tease him how he's put on weight. He used to be little, but now he's massive. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, it's kind of cute because um, he, they make a point of uh, Stephen Chow's characters always referring to him as little brother and uh, lightweight. He says, like, you're the only one that calls me that. Everyone else calls me, I don't know, it was something insulting. It was like lazy pig or something like that. Yeah. 
Anyway, it just floats. Floats like a butterfly. Yeah, he kind of does sting like a bee too. He uses his head a lot to yeah. like, score goals. Uh, and he's on Kung Fu Mahjong at a game. <laughs> yeah. And, uh-oh, Kung, Kung Fu Fighter. Kung Fu Fighter. <laughs> Bad- I'm sure we've talked about Badges of Fury. Yep, gently. And I've just lost track of how many journeys journey to the West we've talked about. Um, this is the Stephen Chow one. I think. No, wait, this is 2017. That's the sequel to the Stephen Chow one. Okay. Getting confusing. We're going to have to cover them. We'll just cover all. Yeah, we do. (laughs) Journey to the West. Journey to the West. We'll do a Journey to the West We'll do six months of... of (laughs) Journey to the West. Um, (laughs) Soccer Killer. Is that like a sequel to this? Where they... No. um, This is the one we talked about last time where it's not out yet. Not in the in the West. Like I, I tried to look. I literally tried uh, yeah, to look for it today right. um, because what happened was the entire time I'm watching Shaolin Soccer, I was like, man, I want to just be watching Soccer Killer instead. <laughs> it's the one that's a period piece, but they play soccer somehow. Uh, ancient soccer. Yeah, I guess. The trailer looked um, more entertaining than I was being entertained by <laughs> Shaolin Soccer. Uh, <laughs> it's just... You can just say Kwan. Danny Chan. Danny. Because he goes by Danny, Danny Chan. Chan. Yeah, that's easier. I can do Danny yep. Chan. I can handle that. Like... Oh, Era of Vampires and Vampire Hunters. Oh, yeah, it's, it's the same same movie. We talked about that already. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> oh, he's the Bruce Lee guy, isn't he? Yes, yes. that's right. Because um, he even does the Bruce Lee thing in this film. Like, all the time. And even wears the uh, Game of Death uh, yellow and black um, jersey. Oh, yes, right. His goalie outfit is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Badger Fury and Ip Man Three. Yeah, we. Oh, he's re- yeah. yeah, that's right. We, he, we've covered yeah, him like it. multiple times. Multiple times. He's been cast as Bruce Lee. Because mm-hmm. that's who he was in this movie, really. Yeah. Just acting like Bruce Lee the whole time. Yeah. And then Man, this is a big cast. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I, yeah, there was way more. I I picked. There's three more that I actually pulled out but the cast itself was really long there's a lot of cameos uh, in this movie yeah I bet uh My Lin Mo 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 yeah so Mo Mi Lin uh Hooking League mm, it's the guy that's going bald and has this weird you know he basically just shaved the front of his head and did his Homer Simpson comb over thing he yeah, because like, he's the pretty one. He's the pretty boy, isn't he? He's like the good-looking one, but he's yeah. Bald and he was like, face. "Why am I good-looking and going bald, and you're ugly and have all your hair?" And then all the dudes <laughs> are just like, like playing with their hair. It was. There's a couple good moments, and that was one of the funny bits. Yeah. Um, and he does. He does do like the break dancing stuff. Yeah. He does like the, the windmill. Yeah. The groundwork. Uh, what's the Tekken girl name? Mm, I 
does the kung fu. She does that stuff. Anyway. Um, what movies? Kung Fu Chef. Kung Fu Fighter. How many Kung Fu's does he do? Once Upon a Time in Shanghai. Yeah, which I still need to watch. Yeah, I've seen Once Upon a Time in China. It was awesome. It was. Is it in the same kind of genre as that? Or same kind of vein as that? Or is it a complete different mm, thing? The this is more serious, I think. It's okay. it's not in black and white, but it's that uh, really washed out. It could almost be black and white, but it still has color. You know, they just definitely washed out the, um, like, I guess, uh, like Saving Private Ryan, where it's almost all one color. Yep. Or like sepia toad kind of that. Yeah, yeah. And it's definitely like uh, yeah. the violence is ratcheted up. Oh, okay. Yeah, I really like... I haven't seen Once Upon a Time in China for a long time, but I remember being really good. Yeah, we'll have to swing back around to Jet Li. Yep. Um, Win Hu He? Street singer? Oh, is this the weird kid that showed his butt off in Kung Fu Hustle? Yeah, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. He's so weird. He just... Has this dopey look on his face, and he had like look at him wearing lip gloss in this movie. Yeah, like, shiny lips. And then he's in um, Journey to the West, the Stephen Chow. Oh, what is he playing Journey to the West? Is he still um, like another, he's a Taoist like, monk? I think. Is he like weird, or is he just? Mm, I don't know because I haven't watched that movie since it came out. It's been a few years. Yeah. Okay, we'll I'm get around to, to it. I think we have to. <laughs> We're gonna start the new year with it. I don't know. Do you want to do another Stephen Chow movie so soon? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, just like I think we'll, we'll switch to something like serious and then we'll we'll begin our journey to the West. Fair Saga. Because it's going to take Saga. forever. <laughs> see. 2018, we'll just be Journey to the West and we'll then, then we'll watch some Dragon Ball, you know? <laughs> yeah, sounds, sounds good to me. Uh, Min Han Fung, team gangster leader. Oh, yeah, the other guys he's who the like guy with the wrench. With. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm a mechanic, so it's okay that I have this because I'm on call. <laughs> Down like, my trousers. <laughs> yeah. Kung Fu Hustle, surprise, surprise, and Jenny's the West, surprise, surprise. All right, that Is rounds that off our. Uh, no, that's. Yeah, it's odd dogs in. I think he has one other movie, but it's a drama. Or something. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. That was a long list. I'm reading it. It was, it and it's only like <laughs> half of the actual like named cast. So we're probably good. <laughs> we'll cover we just got done an hour just on that. I don't think we covered the accountant brother. Was he the sucking? He has the tummy. Okay, that's him. Okay. But yeah, there's still the other, like, five players in the team. Um, yeah, that, like, are unnamed. Yeah. They're just yeah. from the gangster yeah. team. They, like, got drafted. Yes, they are. Sort of. Okay, so we can go jump into the reviews. Yeah. So I had a little trouble first. this time. 
bad one first. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I had a little trouble. They IMDB seemed to change it so I couldn't switch between best reviews and worst reviews. So I had to manually go through the hundreds of reviews to find a bad review. Um, so that was a pain. So I ended up with a three out of ten was the worst I could find. Um, and it is titled like a live action Looney Tunes cartoon only no way near as funny it's not really a title I'm just this is me critiquing their review <laughs> uh, it's more of a statement or, or a review in itself anyway this is from B.A. Harrison uh, and this was done in August 2016 so quite oh, recent okay. hmm. and comparison to the review uh, or the movie I'm, I mean a Shaolin starting review a Shaolin martial artist apply, applies kung fu to soccer or football to our UK friends S- setting up a team of old friends under the tutelage of a crippled coach who is seeking revenge on a man who ruined his career as a player I love the idea of combining extraordinary martial arts skills with football, but nothing illustrates my my failure to understand Asian humor more than this zany comedy from Stephen Chow. While many clearly find Shaolin Soccer absolutely hilarious, the film made me laugh about as much as the time my appendix almost ruptured. Okay. In addition to to the delightful slaps, no, oh, no, sorry, no, dreadful. Again, yeah. In addition to the dreadful slapstick and silly impromptu dance routines, that the best, uh, that pass for humour in this perplex, perplexing kung fu comedy sports film, I was, I also found myself cringing at the horribly dated and totally unconvincing CGI that it re- that it relies on so... He- oh, man, I can't read this sentence. It's that it relies so heavily upon. You would think they could at least make the football look real. Dot, dot, dot. End of review. <laughs> um, yeah. He's not completely wrong. Yeah, I was going to say, this isn't odd. They weren't really trying for realism, though, were they? No. And he he kind of points it out himself, saying, you know, dated. He reviewed it 15 years after the time. Yeah, and, you know, they're not using, like, ILM, so, of course, the CG isn't going to be, like, super top-notch. Yeah, yeah, it is bad. The CG. There's like a scene at the beginning, um, and he's uh, uh, Stephen Charles' character is explain trying to convince people to be taught kung fu by him, um, and he explain he's explaining how kung fu is useful in everyday life, and then just like, all these people start doing like flips and stuff, and it's it looks terrible. It looks like a a CG animation from the PS One, maybe PS Two. <laughs> Yeah, it was bad. And then it, like, fades to actual real, like, office people doing it. Um, yeah, it was really bad. Um, any final thoughts on that one, or should we switch on to the good review? You can go to the other one. 
Let's go to the other one. This was closer to release date and uh, 21st of June 2002 by NZ Whimsy. Yeah, that's a fun name. NZ Whimsy. Title Kickful of Comedy. See, see, Harrison, that's a title. Your title was not a title. Starting review. Kung Fu plus soccer equals lots of laughs. Exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Funny, funny, funny. Full stop. And that's coming from a non-soccer fan. Great performances here in this blend of comedy and high-flying soccer action. Stephen Chow as Singh packs one hell of a kick. Exclamation mark, exclamation mark. His chemistry with... Oh, NG Mantat Golden League is natural as it is in most of their films together. Plus, Singh Shaolin brothers provide for a, a lot of comic relief. Exclamation mark, exclamation mark. <laughs> From their soccer training to the companionship championship game, there are really there are really cool kung fu soccer shots. A mix of Matrix slash Crouching Tiger special effects, and it delivers. Oh, and Vicky Zhao literally steals this in the end. You have to see it. The Bruce Lee goalie scene is priceless. This movie can definitely be watched several times with even more satisfaction. Explanation mark. There are a lot of explanation marks. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so what I want to do is imagine that these reviews are written by the same person, and then one of them just like in the order that they were written. So they just came back and were really jaded because th- I think these encapsulate how I feel um, about this film. Like I think I was, you know, in Z Whimsy back in 2002, and then I turned into <laughs> B. A. Harrison. In uh, 2017. Fair enough. Um, I still had fun with it. Like I, it's meant to be stupid. I, I don't know. I, it was fun. To be honest, I was, this is going to sound really. Everyone's going to like hate on me, but I watched Star Wars last night, and I think I had more fun with this than I did with Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I won't say too much more because I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. <laughs> um, not saying this is a good film. It's just I didn't, yeah. And not saying Star Wars was a bad film. I just didn't find it that entertaining. But I'm jaded and old man, so maybe that's part <laughs> of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, th- I think the, the good review is a bit over the top. I don't think it deserves that much praise. Uh, the soccer scenes weren't actually that good. Uh, I was expecting more. And I actually remembered from the short side scene back in the day, I actually ex- was expecting more sweet kung fu moves. It was mostly just over-the-top CG bollocks, really. <laughs> but I also don't think it's as bad as the bad review. I don't think... Mm. I think it was. I think it was funny. Like, it wasn't... Yeah. But at the same time, I don't think it was comic relief, like in the good review, because it was all ridiculous. Like it wasn't, it wasn't trying to be tricky with its. Yeah, I don't know. No, it was yeah, all stupid. I understand. 
comic release there for tense moments or to break things up. This was just a complete shambles, really, <laughs> with its comedy. Yeah, and for me, I think part of it is when I first watched this, I mean, I watched this when it came out, and then I watched Kung Fu Hustle when it came out. So my memory of those was, like, tied to the time that I watched them. But this go-round, watching Kung Fu Hustle first and then coming back to watch this made this, like, clearly, like, the uh, lesser yeah. movie. It's it's not as strong at all, like, narratively or the comedy or really anything. Like, he he, he took what he was trying to do with this and made Kung Fu Hustle. That's arguably more of a you know a classic movie I would like to return to. Whereas this, uh, I mean, I, I'm probably never going to watch it again. Uh, I don't I don't see a reason as to where I watched I watched this another time. Um, we got one. I'm going to do this a little bit out of order because this fits into I think our discussion. But we did get uh, some feedback from uh, our our good buddy uh, Brad Galloway. So at Brad Galloway on Twitter. Um, and then so he oh, says gangers. here, uh, huge Chow fan here. Seen most of his films via bootleg import. Gotta say Shaolin Soccer is not among his best though. Bloodier than it needs to be and seems more cruel in some moments. Not as comedic as I, was, as I would expect. Seems off his game on this one. But about Chow overall, he's a comedic genius. His films are among the funniest I've seen. Truly a gifted man. Um... I would I would echo Brad um, in this instance that this is not uh, one of his crowning achievements, um, but I think at the time it's a product of its time. So when they were alluding to Matrix, I mean this came out in two thousand one, so it has it's pulling from the pop culture at the time and what was kind of going on. Um, so I think it also may have been a little bit funnier than simply because the world itself wasn't very funny circa 2001. And even 2000, I mean, there's just there's a lot going on. Uh, and this was a, a breath of fresh air at the time, uh, for sure. Um, looking back on it, though, it's, I don't know, it's just, it's missing it's the thing that would, yeah, it's dated. It's missing the thing that would make it a cult classic. And... Kung Fu Hustle has a little bit more of that, but even even that, I think, still is not quite up to what I wanted it to be when I, you know, revisited it initially. Yep, that's fair enough. Yeah. It's an odd one, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, what's nice about our... our uh, bad reviews that seem to be the ones that you select is they give us, they do a good job of giving us a synopsis of the film without actually saying like the whole film. Yes, they do. So we don't have to, we don't have to like scratch our heads and trying to, you know, fit this all, all the narrative together. Um, Mr. Or, or miss whoever BA Harrison kind of kindly did that for us. Um, the plot itself is pretty simple. There's a failed soccer star looking to regain their former football glory and sees the way to do that um, through this young and upcoming, um, it's not even a soccer star, it's just a 
a person that has potential to be like a great um, forward or kicker or whatever, and you know has a pretty generic, I guess, get back at the person who ruined your life um, arc, and then the movie has you know a few. There's like a some sort of a training montage, so we get a little bit of that, but it's bare. It's been you know, super bare bones. You know, they don't they don't do He's a whole lot of trying to juggle a room egg, yeah. <laughs> a computer egg, egg, as our uh, friend would be so happy to have pointed out. Because he's got power but no control, so yeah, he juggles and he tries to juggle an egg to to learn how to control rather than just blast things. Yeah, but luckily he learns it in like thirty five seconds and can just you know, <laughs> be good at. Well, he is a kung fu master. Yeah, he, you know he is. So his, his ball control. It, it has amazing. similar elements to kung fu, kung fu hustle. How there's these hidden. It's this innate thought that there are kung fu masters out there without training so we covered it the one the lead actress she's a a sweet bun maker she likes like yeah what um sweet buns and she <laughs> mixes the dough and he sees her in a kung fu master but she's never trained kung fu but she has that ability by default which is what we see in kung fu hustle a little bit isn't it yeah Hell there are, yeah, there are people who just have that ability to be martial uh, kung fu masters. They have the right stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think that scene, um, you know, where he first meets her, is probably my least favorite. Like, I like her side it's of the scene, really. But weird. then when he starts singing, it's so weird. I think that's just. I'm just not used to like Hong Kong or Canto pop or anything where they, it's sort of a opera. Like they're going to do a ballad, but it's just acapella. And he starts off with like, Hey, does he go? Hey, he goes like, Hey, and then starts like kind of singing. It's really weird to, to me. I, I just forgot that was in there. And then they do a little thriller dance, which was kind of funny. It's, super awkward but really he's just scamming her out of free food like yeah he just wanted to distract her to 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 steal her buns yeah basically like he's not a he's a bum he's homeless he can kick fridges and kick 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 beer cans across the city but yeah he's that's all he's good at man his shoes are scotty i just flicked that scene and yeah, his shoes are so gross. And he puts them on the bench. He's making these dough, dough buns thingies on. And it's like, oh, that's gross. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. But you can just imagine how smelly they are. Oh, well, I'm sure he's probably not the picture of odious perfection. <laughs> yeah. There's, it, there's not really much to talk about this movie. It's just. No, I think we covered. We literally covered what happens. Yeah, he he convinces his Sheldon brothers some funny scenes like he works part time in a bar that is the Iron Head Iron, Iron Skull dude works in. I don't even and, think he works uh, there. He just shows up trying to convince him and helps him out, I mean, but it doesn't really help him. 
he goes no, he goes there yeah, he goes there before we know anything about the soccer to meet we meet him first. It's real weird. And these he, one of them was supposed to organise a band but didn't. And so he's like, We'll do it and they dress up as like Krillin or Charlotte Monks. Um, <laughs> and they sing the weirdest song with guitars and a synchronized dance and then just like a beer bottle gets thrown at them out of nowhere. It was just weird. <laughs> they were bad. But again, it's not worth beating someone up over. Like the violence in this is excessive. Yeah. Um, well, that's that's one of the I think hallmarks of a lot of Stephen Chow films is there's yeah, violent. Well, it's, you know he likes Looney Tunes, so violence is comedic. Like it, all those old mm-hmm. cartoons, no one's nice. They're bashing each other with hammers and. That's lighting true. up exploding cigars you know the the violence is the comedy and that's what he's using yeah problem is true. sometimes it falls flat and it's not funny it's like horrifying and then then he'll you know he'll get he'll get it right more often than not but the few times when he misses the mark it's like strikingly bad yeah yeah, I guess they win. To they end up they end up going into a tournament, and I don't know how this is such a big prize money pool for just a tournament that anybody can enter into. Well, anybody that the evil and, team like bets into the tournament. Well, it's true. It's it's all very strange. Um, yeah. <laughs> and if they were that good, if they had players that good, how come they're not the best players in the world? But yeah, the challenge soccer team, they destroy people and the evil team to compete. I guess we should cover that. They basically just, well, there's like steroids. They just... American drugs. That's what they use. <laughs> yeah. And they just become, it's almost like um, Space Jam, isn't it? Where the, mm. they become like superhuman. Yeah, they're like they get infected super by doped the, up. By the, the aliens and Yeah. Yeah. Do we want to talk about any more? Or are we kind of done? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We're probably kind of done. There's not much else left to it, really. They they have the the shortest soccer game ever. And I don't know how they won, because the other team was scoring, had more points. Uh, I guess they won by default, because they blew the goal away, and the other team can't move. Was that the, it's the final game against yeah. Team Evil? Team Evil had, like, they were scoring more points on them because they couldn't stop them. And they yeah, only, was they only had, like, one goal. Well, I actually don't think Team Evil were, were hurting them, but they weren't actually scoring Oh, for maybe while. they weren't. I don't remember now. I wasn't really paying a whole lot of attention at that point. I was like, this could be the other movie. Yeah, it kind of went on, and they just basically, with their superhuman dudes, they had, like, evil auras because of the drugs. Yeah. <laughs> they had, like, black uh, yeah. clouds or steam or something wafting off of them. Because, yeah, they may not have scored. Um, they scored at least once. No, twice. Because they blew yeah. the... The, the Bruce Lee brother away. And that would have been a point. That's true. And I think they... 
got some past him before then. I don't know because a lot of times they were just yeah they were just focused on beating up the the teammates instead of actually winning the game. And why did the main girl shave her head? I can't remember why she shaved her head. Um, because Stephen Chow said she'd look better if she had her hair out of her eyes. Yeah, and she tells because he asked her why'd you shave your head, and she's like, "You said I would look better with my hair out of my eyes." So she like <laughs> shaved her head. Well, just like she went too far when he was trying to sort of help her change her look, and then then she came back with oh, like, yeah, we... <laughs> whatever that was, <laughs> like the super eighties, like sharp shoulder pads and crazy makeup. Yeah, that's right. Um. But she's got Tai Chi hands, so she can deflect the ball easy. Yeah, well, because she wasn't even touching it. it like, she would just use her Tai Chi power to neutralize the flaming energy on the soccer ball. I mean, that part was cool. That that the last it was cool. match was good. They did a lot of fun effects. Um, but. Yeah, it was over with really fast. Like, the movie just kind of stops. Like, I think I was getting into it, and then it's like, oh, they win the match, and then it shows everybody using Kung Fu in their daily life uh, to make life easier. Yeah, the lady that just slipped on a banana peel at the beginning, uh, now she slips, does like a sweet backflip. Yeah. And that is a funny scene. We didn't really cover it. at the beginning when he was talking about the um, trying to convince the coach to do, learn kung fu from him. He talks about how and there's a lady who slips on the banana peel and saying a, a, a Shaolin master would just do a flip and be sweet and be able to run across a, a whole path full of banana peels. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole like twenty banana peels on the ground. Yeah, and then he's like, then there's a guy trying to parallel park like an idiot. Uh, <laughs> and he's like a Shaolin monk wouldn't have a problem with that and then they had cuts to a Shaolin monk like pushing a, a cart full of I don't know what it was like bags of rice or something and just yeah. like doing a one inch punch type thing or something so it like parallels parks by just punching it into place what was the other one? Oh yeah a hedge someone cutting a hedge and how a, a Shaolin master would be able to cut a hedge easy using um, a like, flying sword technique technique yeah <laughs> so stupid and at the end it has all those people that we see in real life failing at at life because they're not kung fu masters being kung fu masters and cutting hedges and parking cars it was dumb but kind of funny yeah all right i think we're done yeah that's uh that's shaolin soccer <laughs> <laughs> But so many people really like this film. Yeah, it got... Like, this is nostalgia, it, this nostalgia for no, it. No, it did. It had really good... Like, I don't think it was ratings, but word of mouth when it came out was, like, high. I, I just... I think there was nothing else like this. Because um, it kind of came to the West, whereas Kung Fu movies weren't really coming to the West. Much. No, they weren't. We We were getting, like, nothing... Yeah. We had, um, I think, Iron Monkey. Oh, the one, the one came out. Then it was very sparse. Yeah, it was just a couple to pick from, and this was just so different than 
um, anything the, the West was producing at the time. Well, I've just got the movie playing again. And it's the final scene where they're celebrating winning and it has them stay win 1-0. So I don't think the evil team actually scored. They just hurt the goalie. Yeah. Which is kind of a bit weird. They're too busy hurting them to actually score. But yeah, interesting film. It got a, It's a 7.3 on IMDb. So what would, what would you give the film? Uh, probably like a 6.5. Okay. Yeah. That sounds about right. And I was going to give it a 5. So I think that I was <laughs> keep, guess you. it keeps with our, our normal range. Well, mine's yeah, like I, way below. <laughs> I normally give a movie. I was just disappointed. Yeah, yeah it was fine. Um, but yeah, it is, a bit, it is a bit silly and stupid. And it, yeah, all over the place really. But it was entertaining. Apparently it was better than The Last Jedi, so... <laughs> well, I'm thinking about that. I probably have been a little harsh. I was very salty about it afterwards, but I think I'll warm to it. I just... I don't know. It's too late. I my head. You're, you're, I've said it on... Forever, it you're... You're gonna get dragged now. And that's fine. I don't mind. You've seen it, right? Yeah, yeah, I watched it. Did you like it? Uh, I, I was entered, there's a, there's a video, not really review, but I guess a discussion about the, the last Jedi, um, or at least the themes of it by, um, Shadowversity who does, um, it's a YouTuber who does, um, medieval weapons and stuff like, um, HEMA and, uh, kind of critiques on, um, some video game um, aspects, like if they would hold true to whatever medieval um, things are. But but he does uh, right, cool. c- cross stuff on like fantasy and science fiction and stuff too. Um, well, he put he put a really good summation, I think, of what he thought um, the Last Jedi and the Force Awakens was kind of doing. Uh, to Star Wars as, as a whole, and um, I found myself agreeing. I think with a lot of the, a lot of the points. Um, the movie itself, I I had problems with like parts of the plot. Like, there's a lot of things that happen that aren't yeah. justified by the previous film, and some of that has to do with them changing directors. Uh, there's a within the film itself. And then it's a different director and writer from the first movie. So there's yep. going to be some disconnect there, but just within the film itself, inside of last Jedi, there's things that happen that don't make sense. Um, and then I, I definitely don't agree with what they've done with some of the original characters and, and certain motivations to things that happen don't line up with um, previous star Wars films um i don't know i was so chad says that he was entertained by the film like when he watched it but dissatisfied with the film as a movie like taking on its own merits and i think i agree with that like i had fun watching the movie but i had the same reaction with the force awakens and the second when i watched it again after i purchased it i was like bored like i didn't like the movie 
Like it was, it was great the first time because everything was just exploding and there's crazy stuff going on. But then when you, when you like, yeah, when you look at the movie like critically, it just, I don't think they hold up in the way that the the previous films do. But that that's actually how I felt about it. Really, like it was entertaining enough, but there were just too many moments where I was just shaking my head, going, "That is just dumb," and that just whereas, yeah, you shouldn't be doing that in something like a big movie that like that and whereas in shell and soccer it's supposed to be dumb <laughs> so yeah uh, yeah it can that's get what i was trying to say before mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i think that's um, the, the, the case of it they just don't hold up to repeated viewings and i i feel the same way about shaolin soccer as i did with um the last jedi i think where i enjoyed it for the spectacle but then any kind of critical like look at this or a second or third viewing it just it's not doing it for me um and that's a shame uh, because yeah. I, I wanted to like it and i was looking forward to um i was looking forward to both things i was looking forward to rewatching this because i hadn't seen it in 20 years you know um and i was looking forward to the last jedi and like i said i i i was like i don't know riding a high when i got out of the theater i was like yeah that was great and then as the the day or two, you know, wore on, I just had more of an uneasy feeling that I was like, I, maybe I didn't actually like the movie. I, maybe I just liked the idea of it. <laughs> the hype. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, you know, uh, this isn't maybe a, why a Star Wars podcast, but... Uh, Star Wars podcast, yeah. no, it's not. It, it fits into what we're talking about. It does a little bit, and that's made me rethink about why maybe I'm a bit more sweet on shell and soccer because this was my first viewing, and mm-hmm. because it was new and it was different, so I'm not as sour as as you might be. Whereas, yeah, I don't think I could watch it again and still feel the same way. Um, I'd probably get bored. So yeah, so it does apply. It's very true. Um, yeah. All right, we should wrap this up. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. Um... Yeah, that's our episode of Shaolin Soccer. So next time you can uh, look forward to something else, something new, and something kung fu. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, guys.